Oh, man. Corey. Corey. Corey Craft. Do you know what song is? I don't like it. Okay. okay. Let me get this out of the way. I don't like it. Noted. But I will listen to it every time it comes on, which is a lot lately, because it's Uh-oh. a hit right now. It's a hit. What is it? And But it, dri- it drives me crazy, but I listen to it because it's so weird. Okay. It's the one that's like, are you going to forget me? Do you know what I'm talking about this song? Nights are long. What? Do you know the song I'm talking about? No, but I don't. I, I'm not ready for you to forget me. I'm what? not doing it right, but it's like the weirdest. Do you know what is his deal? I've never. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I have not heard this. No, no. But I don't know. Louis Capaldi? Yes. Oh my God, Sam got it. Google. That's why? a special um, pop music edition of What's the Shit in the intro. But why is his voice so weird? Is it? It's weird, right? Who the fuck is that, is, are we talking thing? about yes. here? Who is Louis Capaldi? You have to put See, some I of thought he, he was like, I don't know. I haven't heard this song, Nights but he's long. like a really good vocalist, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is, but it's it's like a very... I mean, I'm sure, like, it's one of those things that's like, technically, um, it's very unique and interesting, and I'm sure very good, but it's not terribly pleasant on the ears. Oh, wow. I need to listen to that. Nights are long. I mean, I'm definitely doing it justice. This is how little I know about contemporary music. You guys could have just made all of this up, and I would not know, because I've never heard of this person in my life. as if he has a a handful of marbles in his mouth. Oh, roll, roll. Because I'm not. I think, and this is without knowing anything else yeah. about yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. he should take the marbles out of his mouth. I agree. I agree. But he's making, maybe he shouldn't. Because these songs might are be mis- working for him. They're making me listen to them when they're strange like this. Huh. I don't know how to do it. But y'all, are, y'all are not making me want to listen well, to any music made after 1975. I mean, Brad will probably really hit you anyway. with that song in a minute, and you're going to yeah. be like, I know that song. I know uh, it. I don't think so. This is the Lewis Capaldi podcast. What's up, ding dongs? We're Lewis Capaldi heads. <laughs> Capal- what would that be? Sure. What would we, we call that? Oh yeah, Lewis Capaldi. Capal- no, that doesn't lend itself to anything. There's something there. Just like you know, how long did it take the Clay Aiken fans to get to Claymates? It took a minute. We need a minute with All this. All the fucking Lewis Capaldi, Capaldi, Capaldi monsters on Twitter no, are going to come after us no, now. And we no, didn't even know. Not. Like, this is not a person I even knew existed. <laughs> and now I'm going to have like... I don't Capaldi know. heads. The, all the the Capaldi crew, all these Capaldi stands on Twitter, you know, fucking coming at me. I'm not on Twitter anymore, though, so I don't I really come at hope me. this song is still playing. I really do. Oh, it will be. Anyway, the, I, it's a song that, like, fascinates me because it's the vocal delivery is so very interesting and strange. Anyway, this we actually don't talk about Louis Capaldi this much. We really, I think that's how you say his name. We talk about the movies. And I'll tell you what, if Louis Capaldi makes a film... We, uh, we would uh, talk about it. I'm we so would. bothered by the fact that this is apparently an extremely famous person that I don't know. Well, well you know what? You know, I Let's get done right with this intro, and we're just going to go ahead and listen to a little bit of a song in between Wikipedia. now and, and our five-minute fight. There we go. Okay. Thank you for tuning in, and just wait one second. We're about to fight. Not about Louis Capaldi, but about a movie. What's up, Ding Dongs? Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one. Fight. fight.
five-minute fight time. Roll up your sleeves. Guess what? I'm once again on the anti. I can't help it. Brad, please go ahead and start the timer if you would. Um, we are fighting about the Link la- uh, Richard Linklater film. Before midnight, Before midnight, the third of the trilogy uh, that followed Jesse and Celine, played by Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Um, and co- I, co-written by them, I believe. Co-written by them. The first one was not, but as, you know, when they came back for the sequels, they decided they wanted to explore their characters themselves. And they wrote the screenplays with Link later for the second and third movies. Um, I love this trilogy. I will admit that this film is the is my least favorite of the trilogy, but I, I would say that it is purposefully not a likable movie in the same way that the previous two are because it depicts after these sort of romanticized visions of Jesse and Celine in the first two movies, the realities of married life and the banality and the sometimes you know, there, upsetting nature that. of married life. So your argument is that it's not doing that in a new way. Uh, I mean, you're putting that on me. I've got a lot of but arguments. But what is your... Okay, but, so, so you love this film. You I, said I you do. love it, love it's it. It's my least favorite of the three, but that's because it. I think Before Sunset is an all-time masterpiece. I hear you. I don't hate it, but I don't like this film. And I straight up don't like it, just not even like, oh, it's why? my least favorite of yeah, the three. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. First of all, Ethan Hawke is gross to look at. That goatee well, is he disgusting. Can't help he that. looks sweaty the whole time. And I just Great don't... Performance, he's, though. It's, you know, I uh. think it, it's clunky directing. It, oh it, no! Yes. Oh yes. Uh-uh. I'm saying it. No. I don't. I don't think the directing is that great. I don't My think the writing Rick is that never great. Never clunkily directed. Oh, anything. the hell you say! I mean, first of all, at the very least, let's call Slacker clunkily directed. Even though I love it, I love it. It's still very clearly a first time film. So you can't say never. Deliberately never say charming never. way. Okay. Never say whatever. Never. Whatever. And and yes, I agree with you in a charming way. But it's still it's still rusty around the edges, and it's a student film. It feels like a student film. It feels like a. It's innovative and it's interesting. I'm not going to argue Slacker. I like Slacker. I don't like this film. I, I'm going to. Let me get. Let me go over a couple of other things I don't like about okay. it. I, again, I don't think it's particularly well directed or well written. Mm. I can see the script when these actors speak. I, I I know I'm watching a film at all times. I'm never removed. It's 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 hyper heteronormative in this way that's just like I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. And the you know the dinner scene is dull or the lunch no. whatever that is that's dull. No. And it goes on so long. No no no. You know no, what no. this is? This is I really think this is one of those things that like it, and this was not out when I was in film school. Okay, mm. this was this I, I'm more of the slacker generation than the than the before midnight generation. But I guarantee you somewhere the same like carbon copies of those same dudes that I went to film school with were like this is my favorite film you know I really really love it and then they held that for a minute and then they saw other movies and then they they just keep calling this a favorite even though they've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of films that once are so much again better. you are not engaging with the movie you're making up a guy to be mad at I'm that, not, the I'm movie, not, you I'm can't not hold up anybody, I'm not mad I'm not even mad about this one you can't hold before midnight you, you can't hold this movie against its fans or Linklater's fans in general. Well, I can, are, I can, I can hold it point, against the the championing of it being in the canon all the time. It's just fine. No, it's fine. You know I, what? It's forgettable. Corey. No, 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 no. It's absolutely no, forgettable. First of all, to your point about the dialogue, if Julie Delpy and and Ethan Hawke can't deliver that Linklaterian sort of monologue dialogue, nobody can. And I think it's done excellently in this movie. Again, they're 
you know, writing their character's story themselves. This is an experimental sort of thing where Linklater and, and Hawk and Delpy sort of feel out the direction they want to take it. So I reject the sort of white bro concept as well because Julie Delpy is a major author of this movie. Okay. She's number third in line, so let's make this. Ah, a, that's you know unfair. what? It, this is that's unfair, number whatever, third. Whatever, whatever. Come on. It's, Come it, on. It is the Ethan Hawke show, and you know it. No, no, it, no. Th- you know what this looks like? It looks like it's directed by uh, some some film student who'd seen too many foreign films. That's what it looks Out- like. It's fine. I'm not, no, I'm not mad I, at it. I'm mad at your argument Oh, go now. on and get... Well, that's the whole thing. That's my whole point. That's, <laughs> the, you're just... Ridiculous. There's, no. How could I, you ever be mad about defending this film? You couldn't. There's. It is... It's an incredible no way. movie. It's an incredible trilogy. It's, fine. it's a fantastic, just beautiful project. And the unprecedented nature of it, oh, as on. with Boyhood, is the fact oh, that oh, we are if, following these oh, characters as, tr- as they oh, age in real you. time. That's what I get pissed about. Now I am mad because act, don't act like Truffaut didn't do this okay, shit sure, for his Truffaut whole did fucking first, life. But that doesn't mean that Linklater can't, can't bring his own sort of American say, sort of brand say to it. You can't say when somebody else it's fucking did it. Well, guess what? There's only fucking one and Antoine Donnell, this has both Jesse and Celine. Oh, so two oh boy, characters. Double Checkmate. down. Linkletter. Check. We're, we're going to fucking bicker. We're going to fucking, fucking grasp at straws. I'll grasp at fucking straws. This isn't me grasping at straws. This is me saying this film is just okay. Absolutely. And, and it, it shouldn't no. be in the canon. No, it's, it's great. Fine. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> I think that's your cue, Sam. <laughs> I like how the fucking before midnight argument got more heated than anything we've <laughs> well, done in a while. Well, I gotta tell you, this argument had way more fucking energy than that movie has. That is for certain. You know what that movie's like? Watching a sleeping fucking dog. It's the first time I've had to pull the game back in the middle of an argument. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you sleeping do that. And I thought we're, I, yeah, I'm doing something right. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so admittedly, this entire trilogy is a blind spot for me, but it's kind of because okay. I've you need heard, to see these I've movies, dude. So much about them that it just seems like seven or eight hours total of just sad yearning, and I've never been in the mood to sit down and watch that. <laughs> I mean, um, it is. Even the Roger Ebert review uh, calls it the Seven Up documentary series for love stricken cinephiles, and that's not appealing whatsoever. And it's a four star <laughs> review. I don't know. Um, uh, so I'm going to say 5,000 points to Corey's defense of Ethan Hawke's physical appearance because he really can't help that. So thank you, Corey. Oh, he can't help it, though. When you're just sweaty, <laughs> a little, you yeah, can absolutely a help that. And, you know, it's called a trip to fucking CVS, dude. <laughs> He's, he, is a, he is an excellent actor, and I reject this Ethan Hawke slander. But he kind of looked weird. You gotta buy know. a razor, buy a fucking speed stick, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, uh, as, a, as a man with... Uh, Flamboyant facial hair. He's entitled to do whatever you call he that wants. Flamboyant. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a goatee. How, it's okay, a go- I want like everybody to know it's a fucking goatee, and it's a sad little goatee too. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to say Corey put up pretty good fight, but I mean, you can't say Linklater is unprecedented. Um, Rachel wins by like six million points. Oh, finally, two million for each of the finally. trilogy. Yeah. I think this is bullshit, and I honestly podcast podcast at sidewalkfest.com is hashtag uh, Corey got railroaded. You know, we, we, we need to hear your support on this, folks. I think that the voice of the people will help overrule this unjust decision. Watch the movie first. It, it's a great movie. Watch it. It's great. See if you can get through it. This has been a five-minute fight. Reflect!
directions. Wind chimes. So, I mean, it's we're going to do it. You know, obviously we're going to do it. I don't think we have a ton to say about this, but the Academy Awards were right. Sunday night. And I know this is playing a little, you know, you're, you've got a couple weeks uh, uh, on it now. Uh, but, you know, here we are talking about it. Um, it was just a few nights ago for us here in the studio because uh, we record with a little bit, a slight delay. Um, but, Corey, you, you said you had a few thoughts on it. What, yeah. what are those? Overall, a really good show. Yeah. After a few years there, you know, even before COVID, where the Oscars seemed to be kind of ashamed of being the Oscars, they'd bring in these inappropriate like presenters and have stupid clips and montages that didn't really have any bearing on what the night should be about, which is the year's movies. And they were helped, I suppose, by the fact that this year people actually saw the nominated movies, which has kind of been unlike the last several years, sure. right? With movies as big as Top Gun and Avatar to, um, and then that have ticket sales to show that people saw those films and everything everywhere all at once as which well, which is has, you know has that past the one hundred million mark worldwide, so a sizable independent hit, a big success. I would financially. say people- probably watched All Quiet on the Western Front because people love nothing more than to lay on their ass and click play and it's on Netflix. That's so right. it's probably a really easy, not an easy watch, but an easy start. That's right. Um, so a lot of these movies were actually popular hits. And it helps also that not only was the show, I think, pretty well done, it moved at a fairly decent clip, but also the people who were there seemed genuinely happy to be there in large part. And the winners were a cool group of winners who seemed pretty overjoyed to be recognized on a platform like that. I mean, all four acting winners were not only first-time winners, they were first-time nominees. And of course, when we look at the careers of those four individuals, you were looking at, one, two women over the age of 60 who are predominantly known for their work in genre films, right? And then two men who have gone through some pretty deep valleys in Hollywood since their initial early success representing this kind of dreams can come true comeback yeah. story. So on that level too, it was a really fun watch. Yeah. I I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Okay. Um, I do I actually do agree with everything you just said in regards to the, the, those were sort of my highlights, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously seeing Jamie Lee get up there and think the genre audience and absolutely all that. And, you know, the, the metaphor riddled, um, speech by, um, our boy, Brendan tried to, um, do a lot of whale, like nautical it was metaphors. Cute. It was really cute. I, I, he committed and I appreciate that. I appreciated it too. But, he, he looked genuinely shocked to be up there. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, He's getting a little, it's a little bit on my nerves. His, I, I like him a lot. I do. I, and I like the Polly Shore joke and Polly Shore. I follow Polly Shore on social media. Of course I do. Well, he responded and to you. He, he was like, he, responded, yeah, he was like this. They just mentioned my name. I'm happy. And so I, I love the Polly Shore shout out and his reaction. All of that was cute. He, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little over the, oh gosh, stuff that he's been doing. It's oh. golly geez stuff. It's a little, uh, we get it, Brendan. Now let's move on. I think where this is where everybody's going to, you know, if if we were in a crowded audience, everybody would would jump on me Uh-oh. and pummel my face, especially here in Alabama. And look, I say this um, 
with all due respect to all of the winners and obviously Daniel, who's a friend, but it is a little like when you're watching an Alabama game uh-huh. and they're winning by like 120 to four at a certain point. I, it's just my nature to be like, I'm bored. Yeah. And it, it, I hate it at our award show too. Like I hate when we, we've tried, that's why we actually have a programmer's award. Right. It's so that we can kind of try to diversify the winners because there have been years at Sidewalk where just organically the same film has kind of won everything. And I will say that it doesn't mean that that film deserved to win everything. I don't think there's ever a case when one film is just so much more outstanding than the others that it just should take everything home. And that is what seemed to be happening and it was it was two camps it's like the at first i thought it was going to be all quiet just mowing Which everything won down four oscars yeah and then it was everything everywhere all at once and it just felt like the two the same two films were constantly getting announced and it just kind of weighed on me i, I really in a lot of ways not again i know the people who are who are taking oscars home are very happy and wouldn't want to give one back but it is one of those things where i'm just like couldn't you spread the love just a little freaking bit you know it's funny that you say that this is the biggest haul for a best picture nominee since i want to say maybe slumdog millionaire oh like god 15 years ago that's not right? a good comparison plate i mean it, it just is what it is sure. that that movie was not nominated for any acting awards though and right. just cleaned up all the craft categories this this movie cleaned up everything you know the above the line categories sure. in a kind of unprecedented way uh, the last movies to win three acting awards were um, A Streetcar Named Desire, which did not win Best Picture, right. and Network, which did not win Best Picture. Right. So no movies ever won that many acting awards and then got on to win, well, everything else. So in that sense, you know, it seems kind of like an unprecedented, overwhelming sweep, especially because in the last – I would say, you know, last 15 years, they have spread the love out around. You know, there have been a lot of splits, for instance, between Best Picture and Best Director. But they overwhelmingly. And Best Screenplay, yeah. Yeah. I, it feels a little like, come on, guys. And, and But, you know, you know I love, good for them. I love but... everything everywhere all at once. But I love Tar and I love The Fablemans and I love Banshees of Inisherin. And you like Triangle of Sadness. I like Triangle of Sadness. I like Elvis and Top Gun and Avatar a lot. And Top Gun and, and Avatar went home with an Oscar and so did Women Talking, uh, which was a big relief for Sarah Polly to win adapted screenplay for that just absolute masterpiece of a movie. Um so they they spread it around in in the craft categories. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever got one too, but all the major things either went all quiet or um, everything everywhere. And and boy, do I wish you know that Todd Field were taking home an Oscar too. Or you know, I think it's really cool that Michelle Yeoh has an Oscar. I wish that. Kate Blanchett we had could, one too. We could have a, a tie. <laughs> As a tie. Um, yeah, I hear you. And I, I, you know, they've been doing all these like look at the uh, look at the competitors' faces when they win. Yeah. And I think that's a little unfair because first of all, why don't you sit in an audience for that long and and not win an award after you've been working in the industry for that long and then you well, see and some new campaigning, seen, and- right, and see new kids come in and get it. So that's first of all. But second of all, I do think there's a certain level on the face of just like really all again. It, it does feel a little like that, and and again, that's me saying that. With it, it, it's only benef- it only benefits us here in Alabama, right. For them to clean the clean up, but it it, it did feel. I kind of got to the end of the award show feeling a little like, well, these things always kind of drone on, and I am a I am a uh, also a 
in support of cutting about half of the musical performances, honestly. Oh, well. I know not everybody's going to agree with that, but <laughs> I, I get it. But it, 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 it makes for a long evening, y'all. And really and truly, it's, it's a bit much. But I, I felt a little worn out at the end of kind of like, okay, well, I, you know, it felt a little like the same speech over and over again for the most part and a little like the same people over oh. and over again for the most part. I hear you and I knew that I was I said it was going to get me a, a, a kick in the jaw here because <laughs> everybody's going to be mad, but it is how I felt and that's the reality of it. Um, I mean, a lot of people are like, fuck you, Roll Tide, take it all. Take it all. Every point matters. I mean, I, but am, I don't think it makes for fun football. I am absolutely that kind of Alabama okay. football fan. Well, there though. you go. There's so, that kind of Alabama but, fan. But I don't know that I'm that kind of Oscars fan in as much as I'm an Oscars fan. You know, like, I, I agree in principle that, like, yeah, spread the wealth a little bit. Wow, do y'all hear this? Corey just agreed with me. I am not. I hope, I hope y'all are listening. Not upset that everything everywhere swept in uh, actuality. I gotcha. I gotcha. But in principle, yes, spread it yeah. out. Um well, you know, um, pretty good set of winners, though, overall, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, the Oscars. Let's wait a really long time before we start talking about Please. this again. Because uh, we're in a new year, folks. New set of movies. What's going to be up for Hollywood's biggest awards next year? Only time will tell. Well, your boys... Um about to start a film, right? Is that is Quentin? Is this? I just saw allegedly, the headline. yeah, yeah allegedly he's one. about to start his Swan last song. one. But this I year we got it. we got um, a filmmaker named Martin Scorsese who's releasing another Who? film. Uh, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, two films probably from Wes Anderson, which is super exciting. Uh, a whole lot of great stuff coming down the line. Um, so I we'll predict see. the Oscars are going to look much different next year. Maybe so. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic Paul Rogers and Harry Styles. I know. I saw this on Slack. This is not a thing. The internet is making it a thing. This is not a thing, people. This is not a thing. And I, I, I chimed in with my opinion on this thing. So I guess Harry Styles, at the, it was the Grammys, yeah. I think, stood up and said something very stupid, which, shocker, y'all, he was in a boy band. He's, you know. He tends to do that, doesn't he? It, uh, he I feel like he says stupid things. You know what, though? Or maybe he's just scrutinized if, a lot. If somebody gives you a microphone 50 times a day, every day of your life, you're going to say something stupid at some point. So I mean, I'm in front of a microphone right now saying stupid shit, so, let's, so I get it. You know, give him maybe a little bit of a break, but you know, he, he's made some kind of comment about um, people who people like me don't, don't usually win these. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? People like you, people who are super fit and handsome and <laughs> were in a, you know started in the industry really young and you know i don't know what he's i don't know what he's trying to get at has really loving parents i don't i'm not really sure what super like. successful pop stars right. like what right that's like shockingly good good looking and and has a great fashion sense mm, okay well actually i thought they just handed those to you all the time but sure and so i guess then you know at the it wasn't even at the during the oscar speech but it was during the, I guess the press junket yeah. or whatever that Paul Rogers said, you know, people like I like people like me when basically something along the lines of they he didn't say the thing that Harry he didn't say the reverse of what Harry Styles uh-huh. said, but he just kind of said, you know, this is only my second film, and you know, women don't really win these awards, and you know, people who don't look like me, you know, it's rare, and so I, they sort of pitted them against each other, and I'm not really sure 
it, that that was the intention there. My guess is you feel like it wasn't. No, of and, course not. Come on. You know, my here's what I have to say about that. This is that thing. This is the analogy I use all the time. Uh-huh. We don't need an entire article just congratulating somebody for acknowledging their privilege. It's it's. I just, you know, oh my God, he's a, he's a, he's a great boyfriend. He doesn't hit me. You know, he's, he's a nice person. He doesn't hit the cat in the road. The bar is pretty low. Let's quit padding. Like, please let's quit padding hetero white dudes on the back for just being like, Hey, I'm a hetero white dude. That said podcast at (laughs) sidewalkfest.com. If you want to send me a nice email, cause I always like receiving compliments. (laughs) You know what? Here's the thing. If I were, if I were, I am white just in case anybody didn't know. But if I were just a straight white dude, I would just walk in every room like, where's my fucking money? Where's my fucking check? What? Give it to me. I'm fucking living and loving this privilege. I would just not... I, I, what is? Why is anybody you know, feeling sort of fragile about it? I walk into a room and I'm just like, is, this, <laughs> is it okay? Is this all right? Is, is it okay that I'm in here? I don't know. And it could be Corey, a completely empty room. You're, you're a straight white dude. You can go into the room and be like... I Show own this room. me the money. Show me the money. I thought, yeah, that's, I should, I should just be Jerry Maguire. You're right. I should be Jerry Maguire. You should be. Yeah. You should. So anyway. Possessed with it. that Tom Cruise confidence. Anyway, in this, um, I am clearly Paul Rogers and you are clearly Harry Styles. Oh, I wish. How I wish. You know, and I, I even wish being on the wrong side of this argument. See what I'm saying? I would just be like, so I said it. Who cares? Fuck you. Fuck yeah, you. I look like Harry Styles. Right, I look like I'm Harry Styles. I have rich. his bank account. And, you know, it doesn't matter what I say. I'm going to go out tonight and there's going to be literally a million women trying to just touch my leg. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Boutwell Studios. Uh, thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Uh, I, I just thought of something. Show to, like, me the leg, money, Brad. Where's my check? Sorry. Um, do you get paid for this? <laughs> Um, sidewalkfest.com or at sidewalk film uh, on social media that's where you can find what we're doing at the cinema which is a lot of fun stuff Uh, so check those places out give us a follow go to sidewalkfest.com and buy a ticket and come see a movie it's fun and by Uh, the way I I do get paid for this I get paid in lobsterita oh man Batwell Studios Podcast Division your words our expertise